is the Rookie Big Board. I'm your host, Matt Hicks, the F of Educator, back at it with Rookie Big Board Mock Draft 2.0. I have waited three months. I've been patient to do another 2023 Rookie Mock Draft. I have a two-round Superflex tight end premium PPR Rookie Mock Draft coming your way. Let's jump right into it here with the 101, even in a super flex, it is running back B. John Robinson, the first of 24 selections we'll make in this rookie mock draft. The running back out of Texas has proved to be a dual threat, excellent runner, great pass catcher as well. And I expect that even in a super flex league, B. John Robinson will end up going 101 in many if not the majority of rookie mock drafts in the 2023 rookie draft season. Next up here is C.J. Stroud, quarterback out of Ohio State. He's going to be just one spot ahead of Bryce Young, quarterback out of Alabama. In the first mock draft, I had these two guys flip-flopped. Quite frankly, it's going to go back and forth a good bit between these two. I believe the NFL draft community feels that C.J. Stroud's ceiling is a bit higher. Coming in at 6'3", 220, he's got more of a frame. He's got a big arm. Bryce Young, of course, is an excellent passer. He has fantastic mechanics, ice-cold veins, wins big games consistently. You are never out of a game with Bryce Young at the helm. So these two are going to go back and forth. Quite frankly, for fantasy purposes, I think it's going to end up with landing spots. So I think you're going to see them pretty interchangeable here in a variety of mock drafts over the next six or so months. Next up is Jackson Smith and Jigba, the wide receiver out of Ohio State. is still my wide receiver one. Preseason, or I should say early season injuries, have stalled the Jackson Smith and Jigba hype a little bit. But as we're going to discuss, the hype around some other wide receivers has stalled out further. And I will still place JSN's athleticism and freaky big playability above some really talented running backs. But as you're going to notice here, we're going to get into a little bit of a running back run Pun is intended there. Before we do that, though, we are going to talk about Jordan Addison, who I have now bumped up to wide receiver two. He has been absolutely explosive early season paired with Caleb Williams in the USC offense. Jordan Addison's production is going to push up his ADP. And it's important to keep in mind here that when I do these mock drafts, it's not my rankings. I'm not going through my rankings purely. I will say if you want to check out my rankings, you can head on over to patreon.com slash rookie big board. We do have updated 2023 rankings coming right down the pipe. But that being said, I think that production is going to catch the eye of a lot of folks that like that. And Jordan Addison's tape certainly is nothing to shake your head at either. Now, the aforementioned running back run here. Running back two in this class for me currently is Zach Evans, the running back out of Mississippi. I don't think that's consensus. 106 is maybe a little bit high compared to where most folks have Zach Evans right now. But I'm a big fan of this running back. I think he's athletic. I think he's shifty. I think he's got good vision. He's really explosive. And I would not be shocked to see NFL teams value him as the second best running back in this draft class. Jumping here to our next six selections, we're going to go with Jameer Gibbs, the running back out of Alabama. Jameer Gibbs has not looked overly impressive on the ground in the early season, but he has shown to be a viable option here in the Alabama passing attack. And when they needed him most struggling against Texas early season, Gibbs was the wide receiver on his offense. I mean, he was catching the balls out of the backfield, but he was the go-to wide receiver, essentially the go-to pass catcher, I should say in that Alabama offense when they needed him. I expect as we progress through the season, we're going to see more of Jameer Gibbs on the ground. Next up is Michael Meyer, the tight end out of Notre Dame. 
I always struggle with exactly where to place Michael Meyer, but I am confident he will be a first-round rookie selection, especially in a tight end premium format. I bumped him a little bit here. I think he can go anywhere from 108 to 112, depending on whether there's a premium at the position or not. Meyer is an athletic pass-catching tight end. He's not the most athletic guy. You know, think of him as a little bit more of maybe TJ Hawkinson compared to Noah Fant, but still plenty of athleticism, plenty of pass-catching ability. He has a big body, and he knows how to use it. He's a good contested catch guy. Before I move on to the next pick, I want to point out for everybody watching on YouTube, please feel free to drop a comment. Let me know who I am too high on, who I am too low on. I always like to get to those comments, whether you're roasting me or whether you're trying to have a good conversation. I always like to go back and forth. This is a mock draft. It's an exercise. If you're listening, you know, feel free to drop it in the patron discord. Always love chopping it up. Always love hearing about your thoughts on the episodes. Now, 109, I am going to go with Sean Tucker, running back out of Syracuse. Now, you'll notice this is a little bit of a riser from rookie mock draft one to rookie mock draft two. Folks, sometimes there's only so much summer scouting that I can see, so much film. And I just didn't really see as much of the speed and as much of the pass catching ability as I wanted to see out of Sean Tucker. But I got to say, early season, I have seen that speed. I've seen that straight line speed. He's put that on display. I've been able to check that box, bump up the tape score there. And Syracuse, whether they're trying to help his draft stock or whether it's just an overall bump for their scheme, they're making an intentional effort to get Sean Tucker involved in the passing game as well. So he's proved that he has the ability to be a two-way running back. Quite frankly, folks, right now he's coming in at 109 running back four in this mock draft. Wouldn't be shocked if some folks are taking as high as running back two by the time we get to April, May, June, and the next rookie draft season. This is where it gets tricky. I got to tell you, I really struggled with who to put in the back end of the first round and who to put in the front end of the second round. And I'm not saying that there's a clear drop-off in value here, but there's a lot of guys kind of bunching up in this next tier. So I wouldn't blame you if you get a little spicy with me here in terms of how I've mixed these guys up. There's one other point in the draft that I struggled with, and I'll talk to you about that here as we progress through it. But let's start here with 110. I did go with Josh Downs, the wide receiver to North Carolina. Now, remember, when I'm doing these mock drafts, I'm not going through my rankings, as I mentioned earlier, but I am trying to give you an idea of how I view consensus among the fantasy community. And Josh Downs is an early breakout guy. He's an early high production, consistent production guy. And he's played now with two quarterbacks, Sam Howell and Drake May. He's looked fantastic with both. He's looked the X main guy in the offense with both. And I do think that there's a strong part of the fantasy community that is not going to allow Josh Downs' ADP to get out of the first round. And that may be controversial because I did slide him just ahead of Kayshawn Boutte at 111. The wide receiver out of LSU, who going into the season was wide receiver one for many folks. He was my wide receiver two going into the season. We're seeing a slide here with Keishon Boutte's value. I worry about his draft capital, limited production. It's not clicking for him in the Jaden Daniels LSU offense. And despite his athleticism, despite everything else, if Keishon Boutte wants to end up a first-round pick, that production has to click. We need to see those big plays on tape this year because the momentum is going in the wrong direction for Keishon Boutte. Now, that being said, extremely talented player, probably locked into a top 50 selection, whether it catches another pass or not this year. But if we're going to really be you know, comparing uh, from 110 to 111 here and getting nitpicky in that way, Keishon Boutte is going to slide a little bit, but wouldn't be shocked if he's bumping back up here in future mock drafts. Number 
12 here, 112, the final pick in the first round. This is really me sticking with my tape evaluation because Jermaine Burton, the wide receiver, formerly of Georgia, now at Alabama, hasn't looked outstanding, and he hasn't looked like he is earning first-round rookie draft ADP, all right, at least not through the first three games of the season for Alabama. But I believe things will click in this Alabama offense for the wide receivers overall. So it's not like other wide receivers are working in this offense. Nothing's working wide receiver-wise in this Alabama offense. But Jermaine Burton is a contested catch monster. He is physical. He separates off the line of scrimmage. He's got good speed for his size. I like Jermaine Burton a ton. So I don't think 9 out of 10 analysts would have Jermaine Burton still in the first round. But I'm sneaking him into 112 to show you I have some faith in him. All right, heading on into round two. This is when things are going to start to feel a little bit jumbled. We are adding a round onto my initial rookie 2023 rookie mock draft, the 1.0 back in June. So now it's 2.0. So we're adding a second round. And I'm going to go with 201 quarterback Tyler Van Dyke. Tyler Van Dyke has looked fine through this season. I think Tyler Van Dyke's mechanics are really fantastic. He's got a big arm. The tools are there. So although the production hasn't quite caught up yet, the mental side of the game, I think the NFL is going to appreciate. You think if the NFL draft happened right now, Tyler Van Dyke is the third quarterback off the board, which means he's probably capturing mid to late first round draft capital, which would push him up at least to the top end of the second round. So the Tyler Van Dyke pick here is a little bit of projection, but I'm a big fan of him. And I think he's only going to continue to improve. Remember, this is essentially his first full season as a starter, he did, I believe, start eight or nine games last year, so he's not brand new to it, but he still does have a lot of room to develop. Next up is Quentin Johnston, wide receiver out of TCU, super athletic guy. There's a lot of folks who probably wanted Quentin Johnston to be in the first round of this mock draft. I'm just not there with him yet. It seems like we keep blaming the TCU offense. There's another wide receiver I faded because everybody kept blaming the TCU offense around him. Not drawing a one-to-one -one between those two guys, but the athleticism, the twitchiness, it needs to come through into consistency and production at some point for me to value him as a first-round selection. But I do know that does not seem to be a popular opinion right now. Also, leaning into, you know, maybe I wouldn't put him here, but I feel like consensus has him here. That's Will Levis, the quarterback out of Kentucky. I'm not sold on Will Levis, but, you know, I, I feel like fantasy Twitter is going to kind of buy in on that, uh, has that dog in him narrative, right? That that character, that, that fighter, that scrapper, that guy that's just going to win football games. And that's fantastic for college football players. I love Will Levis as a college football player. And I do think he's going to have an argument as he progresses through this season to develop into a quasi borderline first, second round NFL quarterback here depending on how the NFL shakes out on the overall strength of the class if he gets pushed up based on demand there's a lot of factors moving around with Will Levis I just didn't feel comfortable pushing him too far down the mock draft even though I personally would not select him at 203 if my rookie draft was happening today a guy that I am excited about and I know the NFL draft community is getting more and more excited about is Cedric Tillman the big man out of Tennessee He's a boundary receiver. He has good speed for his size. He's not a burner, but good speed for his size. He's coming in over six foot, large catch radius, super productive off the bat, and a high-octane Josh Heupel offense. I have to think Cedric Tillman is pushing top 50 NFL draft selection status, which is a bucket that I check off. That's a big bucket in terms of my evaluation, extra points compared to going in the back end of day two. So Cedric Tillman is a riser for me, and I think he's a riser for a lot of folks right now. Zach Charbonnet, listen, this isn't a riser. This is where I've had Zach Charbonnet. He's a power back. I love Charbonnet. He's a touchdown monster. He's consistent. 
really chewing it up on the ground again for UCLA. Had that phantom injury game, but I expect him to be back at it. Super productive, over 10 touchdowns again this season is what I'm expecting. And listen, some folks would probably leave Zach Charbonnet out of a two-round mock draft. I just can't do it. This is my guy. I'm holding in on the Zach Charbonnet hype. And finishing out this slot of guys is going to be Spencer Rattler, quarterback out of South Carolina. I struggle with Rattler. He hasn't looked overly fantastic at South Carolina, but the tools are there. At the end of the day, the NFL is a tools business. I'm not sure that he would be a top 50 selection if the NFL draft happened today, but I am projecting Rattler to get a little bit more comfortable in that South Carolina offense and build some momentum here going through this draft season. All right, 207, we're in the backstretch here, our last six guys. And this is where I mentioned that second slot because, quite frankly, you know, I had to choose six guys to put in the back end of the second round. I feel like I could have added 12 here, all right? There really is a depth at this point in the draft. And so I'll pause to take a second. To, to emphasize here what I usually say, but even more so this year, second round picks, folks, fantasy football second round picks are going to be so valuable. And do not, do not throw away your third round selections in the 2023 NFL draft, right? Do not throw away those 2023 rookie picks because the, those third round guys, there's still going to be plenty of value coming through in the third round. They are not throwaways. They are not just add-ins to give away in your trades. All right, let's get into it. 207. Rakeem Jarrett, super athletic, former five-star wide receiver out of Maryland. He's popped once in one big game this season, been consistent otherwise. I do think this is a guy who, after combine testing, is going to see his, his hype skyrocket because he is really athletic. He's going to be fast. He's going to be fluid. He's going to do really well through the drills. And then we're going to get that you know February hype train, momentum building. We get that every single year, so it's important to try to identify these guys ahead of time. Tank Bigsby, running back out of Auburn, kind of been left for dead by the Debbie community. He was a Debbie darling, had a high production rate coming out of his freshman season at Auburn. That offense has been a mess under Brian Harson, and that's probably being kind to it still. Tank Bigsby is a clear focal point, really the only shining star in this Auburn offense. He's powerful, and I think Tank Bigsby's tape leaves a lot still to be developed. Not a lot to be desired, a lot still to be developed. I think an NFL team could look at him and see a much better way to utilize him than they did in college. So Tank Bigsby might be one of these NFL guys that ends up being a better pro football player than we necessarily think of him as a college football player. How about Parker Washington, wide receiver out of Penn State? Parker Washington has really popped early season. He was somebody whose summer scouting evaluation I really liked. I hyped him up off of that tape. He's looked fast. He's looked like he could stretch that field. We've seen these Penn State wide receivers consistently build momentum here and capture top 50 draft capital, and it would not shock me if Parker Washington is the next one to do that. Devin Achain, 210. I struggle with Devin Achain. I don't think he's necessarily going to cap, uh, uh, capture the draft capital that a lot of folks think he will, but here's the bottom line. He's fast. He's super fast. Track star fast. He's going to go to the combine. He's going to impress. He's going to wow and an NFL team is going to draft him pretty high because of that, right? And so speed sells, and, and to put Devin Achain outside of the first two rounds, it just did not feel right, so I slid him in there at 210. 211, I love Marvin Mims. A good conversation earlier today in the patron Discord about Marvin Mims. Somebody who has been super productive. He's continuing to be super productive. He already has 170-plus uh, yard receiving game this season. He is the clear X focal point in the Oklahoma offense. He separates. He catches consistently good hands. He always finds a way to win the ball. But 
Marvin Mims is somebody who is not necessarily going to blow away with the 40 time with the combine testing, right? And when you don't blow away with combine time and 40 testing, justified or not, your, your value drops through the draft process, right? And that's how we get value in the third round or the back end of the second round. So although I put Marvin Mims at the back end of the second round, I value him higher than that right now. So I think he's a Debbie buy if you could get him, or I think it's somebody that just as we go through the process, if you see him slide into the third round, don't panic on him. Don't think that he's not a good player to select. Just sit back and take that extra value because that's what we try to do here on the rookie big board. We try to win every round of your rookie draft because there's always value hanging around. And somebody whose value I think is quickly uh, evaporating because the once Devi hopeful is now turning into a very productive, consistent wide receiver. And that is that is Jalen McMillan, wide receiver out of Washington, has over 300 receiving yards through the first three games for the Huskies, is looking really good now that the offense is actually moving the ball through the air. They have not been able to do that the last couple of years, and it would not shock me if Jalen McMillan is pushing first, second round ADP by the end of rookie draft season. So there you go, 24 selections. Like I said, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you let me know how you feel about these picks in the comments. You can head on over to patreon.com slash rookie big board to check out all of the good stuff we have going on in the patron discord with the rookie rankings, dynasty rankings, Debbie rankings. And as always, I appreciate you checking out this episode of the rookie big board.